Babe. Yeah, babe. Remember that 2000s movie Chicken Run? Yeah, I do. You excited about the sequel? Of course. I'm looking forward to it so much. Hey, do you want to talk about it on an episode with me? <laughs> oh, no. I have a lot to do. You have fun with that, though. <laughs> For the first time, I'm going to be doing just a little bit of a first impressions. This is a bit of a first impressions on the movie Chicken Run 2. If it's um, anytime after December in 2023, Chicken Run 2 is already premiered on Netflix. Overall, I mean, I won't make you wait for it. It's, it's good. I thought it was a, a good movie. And I was worried going into it. Uh, Chicken Run was a favorite of mine from back in the day. Secret time. I'm actually a little scared of puppets and dummies and claymation it's um it's that uncanny valley effect you know what i'm talking about it's one of those things that before i even knew there was a word for it i just i didn't like it i wasn't a fan but guess what chicken butt chicken run to dawn of the nugget that's right i'm not terrified of claymation that's like least on the list of those things that i'm kind of scared of and yeah this one wasn't bad at all it's kind of like wallace and gromit and flushed away and i love those movies everyone that i've been able to see anyway getting on with it though my first big thought on the movie on dawn of the nugget is that it's a really good sequel if that makes sense and i'll explain a little bit farther it's got um shrek 2 kind of vibes one of the first reasons I would say that it's a really good sequel is that it doesn't have a lot of that exposition that a lot of sequels, especially kids movies, tend to suffer for, where um, a character will be talking to another character. You know how like in every Disney movie, the, the parents, one of them is inexplicably passed away when they were a kid or something, and then they'll be at, a, at an event or a gathering and someone say, hey, Timmy, it's me. Remember, I was your your parents best friend for 12 years i used to help raise you remember next thursday is the 15th anniversary that they've been gone and you've been alone and it's not that dramatic but sometimes it literally almost is like they do that kind of stuff a lot so in this one it's not necessarily that you have to have seen the first movie to get enjoyment out of this but it respects the viewer's time and it respects the viewer as an intelligent individual because kids you know a little kid that's watching this isn't gonna know or care about any of that you know the story story is not the top priority and then if you're a parent and you're watching with your kids it doesn't have a lot of that it just trusts to either you know if you're watching or you're trying to watch that you're gonna know what's going on or if you're just coming in and out as you're going about doing stuff that you'll catch enough and be able to know enough of like oh what's going on okay yeah yeah i don't need to be i don't need to have the plot served to me with a child proof working spoon you know about the movie itself another thing that i noticed really early on how good it looked oh my goodness this is a good good looking animated movie it may have come out too late to win any of these awards but it should be in the running it should be talked about for best animated movie time and effort and care that they put into it it's all right there in the forefront it's bright it's colorful 
it's ridiculously bright and colorful. Mm, what's a what's another cliche that's not a feast for the eyes? It's hold on, give me a second. I'll think of a good one. It's like an ear scratching for the eyes when you get really deep in there and just oh get that good good itch. That's the way it feels for your eyes. That doesn't make any sense, but it's okay. It doesn't have to because it's a podcast. They pop. They pop off the TV screen. If you weren't around for the transition from old big tube CRT TVs to flat screens, those early plasma flat screens and that HD effect had everything kind of looking like 3D, like it was jumping off the TV. And I haven't felt that in a long time, but watching this movie, I really felt that again. It's 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 next generation good looking. Follow along with me if you will. I want to say this as a big compliment to the movie is that every scene that I was watching, I wanted there to be a video game of that scene. There was a time in the 90s to about the early 2010s where every kid's movie that came out got its own video game release, PlayStation and Game Boy and Nintendo DS. Some of them, and I'll tell you a couple of them, some of them were really, really good. The Lion King game on the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, a lot of people remember that being really good. Madagascar, that was a really good 3D platformer type game. There was, um, if you remember the DreamWorks movie Over the Head, that one had a Nintendo DS game that had no business being as good as it was. That was a really awesome, again, 3D platformer collectathon kind of games. I think I'm just really big into these games. And they were all great, you know, they were a lot of fun. They don't necessarily hold up, but at the time and for a child, really good games. And so watching this chicken run to Donna the Nugget, I couldn't help but but yearn for that, man. I wanted it. I wanted to play a game of this movie. Mild spoilers ahead if you haven't seen the movie. I'm not going to ruin anything, but when they go to the place that they're going that most of the movie takes place in, it's like a giant, yeah, just like a giant castle looking place there's a moat with some ducks that have lasers on their eyes and anytime they're around and they, they shot out the little laser beams to get their target oh man if you've played breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom the legend of zoda games on the switch and wii u you know what i'm talking about when that guardian sees you for the first time and the music comes in the little I, I could hear that. I'm like, oh, that would be a great level for this game. I think, oh man, what do I want to say? I don't want to go crazy overboard praising the movie, but in some ways it could be viewed as like baby's first horror movie and baby's first like stealth action movie. Think of like Metal Gear Solid, the video game or like a 007 or Mission Impossible kind of movie. And that's what you're going to get with Chicken Run 2. I said it earlier, but again, it really respects your time as a viewer. Some scenes can be pretty tense. It's not too intense for a child, I'd say. But as a parent watching it with my kids, I was like, oh, wow. I was really, you know, I was really worried for our characters. Oh, I heard a great thing somebody was talking about recently where so many writers and so many movies, they don't go for it if you're watching a movie for kids no not even if any movie that you're watching any game that you play there's like no real sense of urgency there's no real sense of dread to it like oh yeah i know that i think family guy said it best when they said 
we have most of the main characters right here with us. Nothing bad is going to happen. And no spoilers, you know, I won't say if anything bad happens to any of the main characters or not. But there's there's consequences. There's severe consequences laid out here. Um, What can I say? Claymation chickens got hurt during the making of this movie. You know, if that makes it too intense for you to watch, I understand. But it's not graphic. They're not going to show anything. It is for children after all. But there is that sense of like, oh, wow, these writers are really going for it. If that can happen, what else can happen? And I think that lends itself greatly to, to the tenseness that you feel in some situations. In case you're watching this, but you never got to see the first movie, the basic plot of that one is behind the barbed wire fence of Tweety's farm, Ginger, Mac, Fowler, Bunty, and Babs are fine feathered friends determined to avoid becoming chicken pies. But every escape attempt goes foul until Rocky, a sweet-talking all-American rooster, crash lands into the farm. With Rocky to lead them, Ginger and her flock see the chance to fly the coop once and for all. These birds of a feather hatch one last daring plan a great escape so spectacular it just might send them soaring that's not for me that's taken directly from an old toy of chicken run but in the new movie almost everybody makes a triumphant return babs mac ginger and fowler are here to provide comic relief and the voice of reason our merchant rant friends nick and fletcher Fetcher, Fletcher, they return. They play a lot of important roles in the new movie. And there's new characters, of course. Ginger and Rocky become parents and they have a daughter. Her name is Molly. She was a wild child, but pretty quickly you see her grow up to be a cool, free-spirited teenager. And Molly meets a friend and her name is Frizzle. I hope if you haven't seen the movie that as soon as I say Frizzle, you're thinking of Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. And this character, when you see her, she has awesome red hair too why does the name frizzle go with red hair so well they picked a great name for a great character i loved her i loved all her scenes going around the farm on the new movie there's a important scene that takes place on a corn silo fun unfun fact for the day a corn silo is classified as a confined space if you're like me i always thought that a confined space was a really small space i thought like Something you crawled into, maybe like a sewer, something small and tight like an air duct. But a silo, a grain silo, if you've ever seen it, it's the big tower thing that's on top of farms. A silo is really big. You can like be in there and you can stand up. I don't think anybody's tall enough to not fit inside a silo. But what a confined space really means is that it's not designed for humans to inhabit, for them to be in, for them to be standing in. Just being there in there is dangerous, so it's not small and little and cramped, quite the opposite, it's large and cavernous, but it is a confined space because it's dangerous. Take of that what you will for the movie. If you've made it this far into the impressions, I hope you've already seen it, or I hope you're fully planning on seeing it, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but let's talk about the villain. And the villain in this movie is, surprise, surprise... The same villain from the first movie. But that's okay because she is such a good villain. Oh my goodness. She's iconic. She's easy to hate. She has, you know, the mark of a good character is, is their silhouette. If you can just see their silhouette and know who who that person is, then yeah, you know, that's great character design. And of course, I expect 
nothing less of great character design from the studio that brought us Wallace and Gromit and Flushed Away and Chicken Run. They're masters at their craft, and that shines through in the villain. But that's enough I'll say about her. I, I don't have too much more to say about the movie. I had a great time watching it. When I got together with my parents over the weekend, my dad said that he had a great time watching it. He even set a reminder for himself on Netflix to watch it the day it came out. And I just love hearing that, man. We are big into animation in my family, and no apologies from any of us. Animated movies are great. They really are. Especially this one. This one was... This one was dope. It was a good 9 out of 10, if not 10 out of 10 movie. It was a great sequel. It's great all by itself if you've never seen or don't care to watch the other movie. Chickens. I don't know about you, but you gotta love them. I love chickens, man. My neighbor has some chickens, and it is always a good time to stand outside and watch them just live their lives. There's a viral video of a chicken that comes running towards its owner, and they put a little pair of blue jean pants on it. I cackle i cry laughing every time i see a chicken wearing pants i don't have any tattoos right now i don't plan on getting any anytime soon but if i ever did get a tattoo a chicken wearing pants is high up there on the list of things i would want to get i'm hoping to watch the movie again soon with my wife when she gets back from the store i called her i rang her up while she was over there and i told her i said hey babe while you're at the store Will you do me a favor and see if they have a henway and bring it back for me? And she asked me, she said, what is a henway? And I say, oh, it weighs about five pounds, give or take. <laughs> she didn't think it was funny either. I want to know what you think. Did Dawn of the Nugget live up to your expectations? Were you scared at any parts? We have an Instagram page now. Follow us there for all your Juan Things news. And when you get a chance, tell somebody about the podcast where we have cool conversations about one thing. What's it called? One things.